Welcome to the Field Talk podcast from the Linder Farm Network, the voice of Minnesota agriculture. There's likely no more influential piece of legislation affecting agriculture than the Farm Bill. Lawmakers across the country have begun holding listening sessions, and farm groups are organizing their priority issues for the 2023 Farm Bill. Former Congressman and U.S. Ag Committee Chairman Colin Peterson has been involved with crafting numerous farm bills, and he recently talked with Lynn Kettleson about some of the factors likely to affect the next one. What's your assessment of where we're headed on a, on a farm bill right now? Well, they're all, both sides are on their listening tours, and they're out, you know, taking testimony or taking uh, comments from the public. But, the, you know, until the election's over, we're not going to know where this thing is going, you know, um, because if the Republicans take over the House and Senate, it's a very different situation than if the Democrats control the House and Senate. So the first thing you got to do is figure out who's going to be in charge. Uh, the one thing we know is the president's going to be there, you know, and the one thing I keep cautioning people about is not getting down this rabbit hole on food stamps, because if the Democrats aren't happy, you know, which they happened uh, the last two farm bills and they failed in the, in the House. If they're not happy, Biden will veto the bill, even if they get one done. Okay. And they don't have the votes to override a veto. You know, so they're going to have to figure out how to get through that. And they've really, they've got, on their side, they've got this groups out there that's um, uh, making people vote for this food stamp stuff. You know, or they say they're going to go after them in the primaries, and so I don't know. You just have to get through the election, see where this thing is at, see if the Senate uh, flips to a Republican. If not, you could have a, a Democratic Senate and a Republican House, which will, we've done before. But right now, they're really not getting along. And that's, that's the problem. Peterson says many ag groups were largely pleased with the 2018 farm bill, but they have concerns they're hoping to have addressed moving forward. Well, I think they're generally happy. What they're concerned about is what happens uh, when these prices go back to reality. You know, and we've got this huge increase in input costs, you know, all the way across the board. And uh, if history is any indication of the future, uh, those input costs are not going to go down. But prices could go down, which has happened before. And so some of the concern is that the reference prices that are currently in the current bill are not going to be adequate, you know, as a safety net uh, going forward. Uh, the problem is it's very expensive to raise those. Not as much when the prices are high, but it's still expensive. And I think a better idea is to try to beef up crop insurance you know, and make that work better for people. I think it's got more political support because the farmers are putting some of the money in. And uh, so my, my prefer preference would be to, to try to use that to be the backstop. But there are farm groups out there pushing higher reference prices. Uh, the the, the uh, thing they had in Minnesota here on Monday, uh, talking about they need more money, you know, for the farm bill so that they can increase the reference prices and do some of these other things. I think it's to be at a heavy lift <laughs> myself, uh, and partly because of all the extra money that we've spent or doled out, if you will, under both administrations, both Trump and Biden, to farmers. You know, it's like over $100 billion over the last four or five years that we've, we've paid out with, uh, you know, uh, ad hoc disasters and so forth. 
And you got a lot of, you know, the farmers are happy about it, but you've got other people saying, you know, why are we spending this much money? <laughs> so I'm just worried that might come back and haunt us. But um, I can, one thing I can tell you, it's not going to work to try to take money from one part of the bill and put it into another part. That's not going to work. And if people think they're going to cut food stamps and take that money and put it into Title I or crop insurance, that ain't going to work. You know, so they've got to figure out a way to work this through. And if you're going to put more money in, there's only two ways to do it. One is to raise taxes, which the Republicans don't want to do. And the other is to cut spending, which the Democrats don't want to do. And they're not getting along like they used to on the Ag Committee. And so I have told people I think it's possible that we could end up having an extension of the current law for a couple of years you know, uh, given this climate that we're in right now, but we'll see. <laughs> the whole energy situation right now, what could be done to get pr gas prices back close to where they were, or what, what's your assessment? Well, I, you know, this is a worldwide issue. It's not just the United States. Uh, you know, the Biden administration cut back a little bit on, you know, some of the drilling and public lands and offshore and so forth. I'm not sure that had that big of an impact. I think it's more of a, a worldwide phenomena, the war in Ukraine and so forth. Um, apparently in the United States we don't have enough um, uh, you know, refining capacity. So it's not a matter of not having enough oil, it's we don't have enough refining capacity. And that's you know because people oppose refineries. Uh, some people out there trying to push electric cars get rid of the oil industry and all that stuff didn't help anything you know so the truth is in my opinion we need all the energy sources we can get you know whether it's oil gas coal electric or, I mean uh, solar wind you know whatever it is we need it all and we we've got people out there that say well I just want to have this and I want to have that and that's a problem so what's life after Congress for you? Well, it's, you know, I don't have to get on a plane every day and go to D.C., which is a big plus. And I've only been there three times since uh, the election. And I try to avoid it if I can. But I've been working with some of the groups, you know, that I worked with when I was in the Congress. And uh, so I'm actually probably busier now than I was when I was in Congress, you know. But I don't have to run all over the world, you know, to, like I did back then. And uh, I've got my son working with me, uh, who he was my financial guy for our campaigns and so forth, and he wanted to change occupations, so he's been going to D.C. for the last year about, you know, uh, getting to know people, uh, he's going very well, and people like him, and, you know, <laughs> he goes into an office and he says, I'm Elliot Peterson and I'm Collins, Collins, my dad, and they said, oh, God, we love your dad, come on in, you know, so, I mean, it's like, it gives him access to, you know, both sides of the aisle, frankly. And so we've been, uh, you know, working for some people and some of these issues. Uh, we're also set up this Midwest Council that uh, we're um, hoping to have a big impact on the next farm bill, you know, kind of advocating for things that are going to be important for the Midwest. And we're in the process of, in August, we're going to have a kind of a, our first policy center meeting uh, we're trying to uh, bring the universities into this uh, to, to have them help us figure out. Uh, these are economists, so it's just not, 
it's not the normal thing that you work with with the university. These are the economists from the different universities to help us figure out how much something costs, you know, what can make sense in the Midwest and so forth. Uh, Texas and Mississippi have been doing this very effectively, and we haven't. You know, we've kind of been working state by state and crop by crop. And, you know, if you're going to get anything done in this climate, you're going to have to work together. And so we're, we're putting that together. And so I'm busy. You know, I'm down here today, putting a few miles on the plane here and there. Good for you. Thanks for listening to this Field Talk podcast. Get the latest markets and farm news daily on your local LFN station.